Thank you, Bishop. Please be seated. Oh, what a wonderful experience of worship. I tell you what, there is something about the Christian family. You can go places, and I have to be preaching all over the place, and, and uh, often I don't know anyone there except the, the pastor that invites me. And I get there, and all of a sudden, I get this feeling. I'm home. <laughs> I look at the faces. I hear them praising the same Lord. And all of a sudden, it's family. It's family. Ah, some people worship one way. Other people worship a different way. But they all worship our God. Because he is an awesome God. Now, I'm going to give you something extra. I have something extra. Because when the pastor started reading that psalm, then it dawned on me. What about the eighth psalm? Then I started reading, and it's so appropriate. Before we start the message, just to hear, <laughs> if I can find it. I don't know that this Bible has psalms. Let's see. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Psalm 8. Listen to the word of God. O Lord our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. And hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, the flesh of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. That's Psalm 8, 8th anniversary. Isn't that wonderful? We can glorify God on this day, on this year. Wow. And it is a privilege for me to be here with you. I'm going to tell you, uh, I've been hitting my niece first, then my adopted nephew. Come on now. I'm available. How about give me a break? <laughs> that I, I've been with these people before they start this church. I mean, I was at their wedding. You remember, some of you. <laughs> Hello? Hello? 
have to be this time. Amen. This is God's time. Not only are you just reaching the eighth year, but you are embarking in a very serious path. A path that may lead you to own your own property. And I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be easy. So what we're going to talk today, about today, is going to set a foundation for this church. It's going to set a foundation that will see you through. Now, whenever things start, <laughs> the economy the way it is, and all that stuff, and people are at out of work, and other people are working, and other people are uh, quasi whether or not they're going to get to work, or or what's going to happen next week, or whenever that happens, you're going to remember today. You're going to remember today because our God is an awesome God. <laughs> we, we sing how great thou art, how great thou art. It's so great to sing about how great thou art whenever we are in the, in the dump or in the slum. We still He's still great. He's still great. I learned early on not, not to ask God why. Why me? Why me? I should be asking what? What do you want me to learn from this experience? What do, do you want me to learn? Well, today, <clears throat> because our theme is being blessed by God, let us be a blessing. I believe that we have to start from the beginning. So look in your Bibles, and I hope you brought one, but if not, just look at the one next to you. No, don't worry about it. Uh, I'm going to be reading this, and I'm going to read it from, a, from an easier um, Translation so so that you, both you and I can <laughs> understand what he says. <laughs> Did you know that the Spanish Bible was translated before the English Bible? Hello? Yeah. I didn't hear any amen. 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 John chapter 1. I'm going to read the first 14 verses. Would you please stand in reverence to God's word? Now, it sounds like a play on words, but it has so much meaning for us today. This is the word of, the God, of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light 
so that all may believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was this true light which, coming into the world, enlightens every man and woman. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as to the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. May the Lord add his blessing to this, the reading of his word. Please be seated. Eight years. In today's society, in today's world, the church is having a problem relating to the secular. We're having conflict. But I have you know that that conflict has over, ever existed from the very beginning. There was conflict. From the time of Adam and Eve, there was conflict. What is right and what is wrong? What is divine and what is fleshy? And we struggle with that every day. You have to struggle. I have to struggle with that. So the problem was also in the time where John wrote these words. I'm going to tell you. He had to be inspired by the Holy Spirit to write those words that I just have read. He had to be inspired. Now, this is the problem that they were having. The Christianity started from the Jewish religion, from the Jewish trans, uh, uh, tradition. So, it was easy for you to preach to the Jews about the Christ. Throughout what we call the Old Testament, what they call the scripture, what they call the Torah, what they call the Psalms and, and the prophets, there's been there written about the Christ, about Messiah that was to come. So when you tell a Jew, guess what? Messiah has come. It's easier for them to grasp the idea that there are that one day there was going to be a savior, Messiah, the Christ. But how you relate that message to the Greek? The Greek had no concept of Messiah. They had no Messiah. They were more into knowledge, into Gnosticism if you will. That is a thought of the more that you know, then you can be saved. Now, hold that thought. Because oftentimes, we have churches 
that teach and teach and teach, thinking that the more they know, they can be saved. But today we're going to see that in order for us to be saved and in order for us to be productive and in order for us to be a blessing, we have to receive him. That's the message. I can say amen right now and walk off, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to get that, that this opportunity. So then, John, inspired by the Holy Spirit, picks up a word. A word can mean something to a group and something to another group. But by the, uh, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he can define what it is to both groups to be acceptable to both groups. And that word was logos, that we translate word, that in Spanish we translate el verbo, or la palabra. Huh. And then you say, how, how, they, how did he do that? Very easy. Logos, for the Jews, was the transmission or the comprehension or the communicating of the mind and thought. Hello? So then John says, all right, yes, Logos is the Christ because he communicates the mind of God. And then he said, he is God. So he can communicate the word of God, the thought of God, the mind of God. For the Jews, no problem. Then what does logos that was being used by philosophers many times in the, li the old literature, the word logos was used. And they use it as reasoning and the mind. So the Holy Spirit inspired John and said, use the word logos to describe the Christ. Because for the Greeks then, it becomes he who can interpret, he who can give conscience, he who can give thought. Wow, what an awesome concept. So the beginning is the word. So he is not only telling the Jews, but also the Greek, and for you and I today, that he, the Logos, the word, the Christ, Jesus himself, was from the beginning, because he is the beginning. Before anything was created, he was, and he will be for eternity. I like the way that he writes it. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. <laughs> you know, oftentimes I struggle when he says, and the word was with God. Because he looks as though it was he and God. But then I have to understand that he is God. At the, then when he says, and the word was God, that means that he was within God. He was God himself. So Jesus, 
God himself was the agent of creation. He was the creator. His words were the ones that sounded like, let there be light. And there was light. So even before the beginning, there he was. And he was. Now, I like to see him as the creator, our blessing. Jesus himself, not only is he eternal from the very beginning to eternity, but he is also our creator. Later on, we're going to see. Because then as we were reading, if, did you notice that he came to his own? That phrase, what he meant? It actually meant he came to his creation. And then it changes in that same phrase. It changes. He came to his creation. But those who he came with or through received him not. And oftentimes, he is available today to you and I, and we reject him. See, we have our own agenda. We have our own thing, and we have to do our own thing. So we feel that if we submit to him, if we submit, we are degrading ourselves. We're becoming second citizens, second class. And our agenda is more important than his agenda for us. I hope that today, as we leave this place, you and I, each one of us, and I'm going to tell you in parentheses that I preach this sermon to myself several times, day before yesterday, even before I came here, and yesterday. And the bishop is here. I was telling, I was telling him when I was studying, he said, I'm preaching to myself. Because I need this. I need to put a God's agenda first than my own agenda. That each one of us may live here putting his agenda first. That's the only one that we're going to be, as the uh, team was, was singing, victorious. We have victory only when he's in charge. We have victory only when he's in charge. Now, it could be that that victory... As the mind said, we have the ups and we have the downs. We have the ups and we have the downs. And whether we are up or whether we are down, he's still in charge. He's still victorious. He's still God. He's still in charge. And we have to recognize that. That even when we are in the lows, he will get us through. He will get us through. All right. Now, that statement, because he is also our blessing, is our true light. Now, the, if we go to the Greek, and I, I don't want to impress anybody here with the Greek, okay? I don't want to impress. I don't know that much about Greek. <laughs> but what he says, the light, actually means enlightened. It actually means that open us to a new horizon. He is the light. He is the one that gives a new perspective to our lives. He is the one that gives a new horizon. He is the one that gave a new way. That's what he says. I am the way. I'm, I am the truth. I am life. And if you notice the, se the sequence that he goes from being, uh, he, was, he created life, 
in him there was life, and his life was the light of man. See the sequence? He is the creator. He is life, and that life is the light of man. From the very beginning, you can tell. When he was creating, he was creating life. So that life becomes an enlightenment for man. It's that activity, that created activity. That's the one that we can see in John 20, 13. These things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that believing in him, you may have life through his name. That's exactly how his mission is combined with that of the beginning of time. From the very beginning, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Wow. It's only through him that we can have that life, and it's only through him that we can have the light. Now, let's talk about that light a little bit. Because oftentimes we can go through places and don't see what we need to see. Oftentimes, and I've been, I've been through, through uh, Oviedo, running around with your pastor, getting a lot of stuff ready for our ceremony over there that is coming up. By the way, you don't, you don't want to miss that. Don't go home. You got to go there first. Is that clear? It hasn't been mentioned so far because I know that you have the, the announcements at the end, but I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you miss that, Amen. you're missing a, a, a good step as to the beginning, the new beginning, the eighth, the new beginning. And I've been growing around, and he takes me this way, and sometimes I'm lost. I don't know how to get back, but he gets me back. I've seen the big churches. There's plenty of big churches here. There's plenty of small churches. I saw some small ones, too. Each one of them have a purpose. And they will reach a constituency that faith don't, may never reach. But I'm gonna, I have a secret for you. You want to hear? If I tell you, it's not a secret. <laughs> this is the secret. God has a purpose for faith on of fellowship. And you're reaching people that those churches cannot reach. And you may become big, but your structure, the way you worship, the way you minister, and, and I tell you what, what happened yesterday when I was looking at the, was it yesterday? Friday. You see how time passes? <laughs> Friday, when I saw that staff up there, each one of those ministers caring for different things within the church. <laughs> you don't have to envy any church. You have it all right here. And the, the, the thing that we have to understand is that we have to actually be enlightened by the Holy Spirit so we can actually be a blessing to people that would otherwise never see God. I like someone, one of those in the, 
in that dictionary. I don't know what words you're going to put next year on, uh, that I have said here wrong, but yeah, I, I, I'm wor you're working on it. I know, I know, I know you are. But I'm going to tell you this: that phrase, that phrase, and um, the one that um, <laughs> she slipped. Yeah, we are the only Bible that some people may read. How true that is. How true that is. The fact that we are there, our behavior, our way of talking, our way of looking, our, our way of dealing with other people is the only Bible they may ever read. And through, our, through us, we are like open episodes, open that's a good word. Don't, don't. That's a good word. <laughs> Open letters. So that the world may believe. That's what you and I are. Once we become a believer, automatically we become a book. An open book. And we should be transparent to the point that people can see us the way we are. We have to have integrity. When we are enlightened, we are with we have integrity. I'm, now I'm conscious about those words. <laughs> now what is integrity? I like this better in Spanish. Because in Spanish I I I can say the opposite of desintegrado. When you are when you have integrity. That means that you are the same person here in church on Sunday morning as you are at home, as you are at work, as you are in the grocery store, as you are when someone shoots at you or tells you, tell you things that are wrong but that uh, deal with you in a, in, a, in a bad way, but you're still the same person. That's integrity. And when you are enlightened, you become a person with integrity, a person that is the same, that will respond the same way, will respond the same way according to that situation where you are. Let me say that oftentimes you got to be firm, that oftentimes you have to be firm in your, in, in your convictions, even when the whole world, even from everyone around you, it's going in a, di in a different direction. You have to learn to stand fast in what you believe. But at the same time, you have to have compassion. You have to let them know that your beliefs are different. But say it with love. Say it with love. All right. Then the blessing came to this creation through those who were to be a blessing to all nations. Now, if we, if we look at the Old Testament, and we have to go there, because that was the origin of all the literature, then you're going to find out that to Abraham there was a promise, and there was a charge to him. If you look at Genesis 22, 18, it'll tell you that the Lord said to him, look at the stars, and you will have, your seed will be, Cannot, will not be able to be counted. And you will be an, a blessing to all the nations. And that passed on 
Because then in Genesis 26, 4, the promise and the charge came to Isaac. And Isaac received the same blessing. Isaac received the same promise. Isaac received the same charge. Your seed will be multiplied, and you will be a blessing to every nation. But it didn't stay there. The promise and charge came to Jacob, the son of Isaac. And there in Genesis 28, 14, again the Lord says to him, your seed will multiply and you will be a blessing to all the nations. Wow. People were supposed to be a blessing to all the nations. Israel was supposed to be a nation, uh, a blessing to all the nations. Now, the question comes, how? Not only were they personally, as a nation, were supposed to be a blessing, but from within, a savior would come. From within, the whole world will benefit and have a blessing because the Savior would be born in that nation, from that nation. And our Lord Jesus Christ, when the time was right, God sent his son. And at that moment, they could actually see the blessing, the logos, from the, begin the one that was from the beginning to the end. The, the Christ that died for you and for me, washing our, our sins, Forgiving our sins that we may have life and have it more abundantly. But this Israel that is supposed to be a blessing, that knew from the beginning that there were to be a blessing, that knew from the beginning that Messiah was going to be born within them. When Messiah comes, they rejected him. They did not receive him. So the Lord comes to his creation comes through his people, he comes to the world, and those that were his receive him not. Wow. Look at verse 12 of the scripture where we were reading. But as many as receive him, to them gave, him, gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. Now, this word receive is the key word in that verse. Receive. Now, I know that most of you are so sophisticated. Remember when AOL first came? You've got mail? You've got mail? Did you, you saw the movie. Hello. When you receive an email, or when you receive a letter, or when you receive uh, uh, the IRS writing you a letter, what you do? You open it, and you have a choice. You can respond to it. You can forget it. You can do whatever you want. So the word receive, in that case, is passive. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily uh, 
cause you to into action because you have a choice to ignore it. But that's not the word receive that is used here. Listen to me now. This is very important. I got to go to the Greek again. <sighs> because I have to, I have to give, make the difference between the two receives. You see, when you receive a letter, when you receive an email, when you receive uh, uh, a conversation, uh, receive a call, you can always hang up. That kind of receive is the komai. And the komai is very uh, passive. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't get you to do anything. You still have the power to do. But there's another word for receive, and it's the one that John uses here. And the word is lambano, dynamic word, lambano. For those who receive him, for those who lambano, you know what that means? It's active for those who receive it. Let, let me see. I, in baseball, you have the pitcher, and you have to have a catcher. The catcher is also called what? The receiver. In Spanish, el receptor. See? It's better to preach in Spanish, I'm telling you. <laughs> el receptor. Now, a lot of people talk about the pitcher being the, the, the number one person. But I'm going to tell you, that pitcher receives signals from whom? From the catcher. The catcher is the one that is in communication with the manager. And he's the one that <laughs> do all that stuff. Not only that, from, where he, from his perspective, he can see the whole field from first base to third base and back. He is the one that actually tells the people, go here, go there, because he knows every batter that comes to that box. He pays attention more to them than everybody else. He pays attention more to the pitcher than anybody else. Very important person. He's all action. He isn't on every play. When that ball comes down, he is the one who receives it, and he will do with it at will whether it is to throw to first base to get the guy out or whatever other play is necessary. Important. Lambano is a receiver like that. When you receive it, you got to do something with it. You just don't stay there now. You have to do something with it. It's active. Let's talk about another guy for those who like football. Now, we talk about quarterbacks, right? Everybody talks about the quarterbacks. How would a quarterback be without a receiver? Hello. I mean, he can run so many plays, right? He can run so many plays, but he keep on running, and what, the, what is the other team going to do? They, that's right. They're going to prepare. That's right. They're going to prepare for every time that he is going to run. And after a while, he's going to lose. So he had to combine run and throw, run and throw. The receiver, whether it's short or long, whatever it is, he will be the one that scores the touchdown. Wow. He received the balloon. You're going to put that one down? 
I know that you was going to get one of these. <laughs> he receives the ball. And then he runs with it. Until he reaches the goal. The touchdown. By the way, the poles are called goals. Goal post. You can, you can erase that one. <laughs> he had it in his mind already. All right. So, we are saying... To receive, you got to do something with it. For those who receive him, to them gave he the power, the authority to become the children of God. Once you become the child of God, then the power that is given is yours. He said, I have all power on heaven and on earth. All power. It transcends the universe. It transcends every relationship. It transcends everything we do. And that power is given to everyone who receives him. Now, if you are given that power and you use it like receiving it like Dekomai, that means that you're going to keep it Enjoy it and keep it to yourself. But if you take it with the attitude that John is saying, when you receive that power, then you're going to be active and you're going to be doing something with it. And you're starting now another year where that can happen. And this year, it's, it's going to be monumental in this, for this church. It's going to be monumental because you're going to be tried over and over. It's going to be uh, monumental because you're going to be sacrificed. Because each person will have to take it and receive it with action. I'm telling you, I said to you that I preach this to myself. I preach it to myself because oftentimes you hear the word And you become a hearer. But we are not here to be just hearers. We are here to be doers of the word. And if we are going to be doers of the word, and if this message is going to be uh, uh, preached and taken to every corner of Oviedo, don't just think Oviedo. Just think about Orlando. Think about Florida. Think about the United States. Think about the world that needs this word. And this church can be a blessing throughout. It's, it's, it's amazing how God has created and how the Lord uh, formed the church where he is the head so that we can actually be a blessing but we can only be a blessing when we receive him and we receive the power that he gives. We become the children of God. We receive the power that is in him and we become a blessing to whatever we are. Now in summary, look at that last verse, 14. And the word is a summary. And the word was made flesh 
and dwell among, among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. <laughs> it is in moments like this, when we are worshiping, that we can say like Isaiah, oh me, oh me. When he went into the temple, and the whole temple was full of his glory. It is in moments that we get to that ecstasy. And it can become a blessing for us. But it's null and void if that blessing is not passed. It becomes null and void if you do not become a blessing to others. The blessing that we receive has to be transmitted. I often say, get this saying now, put it in the dictionary. We are called to be sent. We are not called to be in four walls, praising God all the time. That we're going to do in heaven. We are called to be sent. That means that the moment that we receive him, we become a new action in order to be a blessing to others. We become uh, givers of the word to others. Givers of the message, proclaimers of the message to others. To the point that our fellowship will grow and grow and grow, not only in numbers, but you will grow as you share. In fact, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be very honest with you, I did not start growing in the Lord until I start sharing the gospel with other people, even when I, before I was a preacher. I learned how to share the gospel, and by learning how to share the gospel while I was in the military, I started growing in my relationship with him. Ah, that treasure that we receive as a blessing, you keep it to yourself, you're going to answer to the Lord. That's, that's the only person you have to answer to. You don't have to answer to the bishop or to any one of the pastors here. You answer to the Lord. What you do with the blessing that you receive. Now, how are we going to finish this? Is it time to finish now? Sure. This is the time. We talk about receiving. Now, one thing that happens when you are preaching in a church that you don't know everyone, even though I have met some of you already, is that I don't know who has established a relationship with God and who has not. So what I'm going to say, I like for the people that know the Lord, that have received him, that are active witnesses, as John was, by the way. Did you notice? John was called to be a witness. He was not the light himself. He was to share about the light. Because he received him, he could share him. Now, those of you that have received him, Lombardo, 
continue the march. The Lord has called you to be proclaimers. And there might be someone here that as of yet you have not made a commitment. You have not received the Christ into your heart. I not only believe, they say that demons, they believe and they tremble. When you receive Christ, we're talking about repentance of your our sin. And we're talking about we were going on a way in our direction that is my agenda. Then all of a sudden, I realize that I'm, in, I'm going the wrong way. And I just turn around. Make a U-turn. Make an about face. A to the rear march for those that were in the military. And start marching the other way. Start marching towards the Christ. Start marching for his guidance. Start marching on his way. It may be the narrow way. But it's a blessing. It's the blessed way. It's the one that will take you to the Father. And when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. That means that we must receive him and he will make us children of God. So today, I'm going to give an invitation. What a glorious day it would be that you would make a decision to follow Christ today. That you would make a decision to open your heart, listen, and then say to the Lord, okay, from now on it's your agenda, not mine. You're going to lead me. I don't have work right now. I'm out of work. I'm in the, in the dump. In the, what? The dump is good? But you're going to make it. I want you to take control of my life. I want you to take control of my life today. <laughs> and let him. Would you please stand? And as we stand... Let us just be a little egotistical right now. We want to look at ourselves.